Welcome everyone to episode number five of the Empower Good Podcast. Today I talked to Lainey, a full-time YouTuber with over 250,000 subscribers. You're not going to want to miss today's episode because she shares all her secrets. Thank you so much for Lainey for joining me today. I'm excited to have you with me. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's re- I'm really excited because I've uh, actually heard about you for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we finally met at a uh, like kind of like a networking uh, youth conference uh, several months ago in December, and so we actually finally just set up set up the meeting and whatnot. And so, um, just as a media introduction, though, um, mm-hmm. the way that I first heard about you was kind of cool because you're a YouTuber mm-hmm. and uh, specifically baking, which is awesome because I like I like sweets as well. <laughs> and, um, but I, I heard about you through this, uh, online presentation that you did on a, on a website called audioverse.org uh, and I was listening to it and normally you just see people's videos on YouTube, right? Like you do baking, you just see baking videos, but I was actually able to like hear your presentation on how you started it and why you started it. And I was like really intrigued. And I think it really goes along with what Empower Good's all about. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm really excited for our talk today. It's going to be really fun. Awesome. So first off, I just wanted to ask, you know, just people, I, I can't even give you a brief introduction. You're a YouTuber, you, you talk about baking, et cetera. We're going to get more into details of like why you started that later, but just give us a little, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you live? You know, what do you do, et cetera? So my name is Lainey. Hi guys. And I live in Northern California. Uh, I recently moved here almost a year ago and it is beautiful up here. It's not like Southern California where it's brown. Wait, you live in Northern California? I thought you lived in Southern California. I live in Northern California. Auburn. Are you kidding me? I live in Citrus Heights. Oh my goodness. I was just going to ask you where you live. I was like, I really think you live in Northern California. I think we kind of briefly, or you mentioned it to me, but dude, we need to to hang out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know very many people up here. I'm slowly like. I'm horrible at baking. We should do a collaboration. You could teach me how to bake. (laughs) <laughs> or something. Sure, yeah. But yeah, I know I live up here in Auburn and it's a beautiful area. I mm-hmm. love it. I just I didn't know this was up here. My husband and I accidentally stumbled upon this area. Um we knew uh Weimar because we want to be close to Weimar because you know we have friends over there and so a few people that we know and and we want to be part of that community. And so we decided to stay in Auburn. Like we looked Grass Valley, like the surrounding areas. And it's such an amazing place. I love it. And it's very, the lifestyle up here is very different. So when I was living in Southern California, I was always meeting up with people like once, twice a week, actually more than that for YouTube, for events. Here, it's very slow paced. There's not very many people up here that I know yet. I know in the Bay Area, there's more people. And so you did ask me like what I do, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, I get it off to tangent. So you need to guide hey, me back to no, the that's conversation. All right, that's all right. <laughs> and I, I do YouTube for a living. I love it. And it's, I never thought I would be here today. Like I always, I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh, that'd be cool to have a blog. Like, could you really live off of it? Like that was a question on my mind because people didn't really talk about that at that time. Well, back and, in the day, it wasn't even possible. Exactly. You know, it like wasn't. 10, 15 years ago, I mean, only people who 
wrote for newspapers like New York Times or like worked at CNN or worked for you know NPR could actually make a living being you know a communicator. Now it's different. Yeah, it's totally different now. And so um, five years ago, I started it, and it's so different. Like media right now, so digital media right now is so different from when I started. Um, but I didn't expect it to be a full-time job. I didn't, I didn't expect anything from it. And I think that's what helped a lot. I didn't expect anything. And now I do it full-time and I love it. I can't believe where it's taking me and where it's continuing to take me. And I don't think I'll ever like stop doing it because, you know, owning your own business, you have to do whatever you want, but it is a lot of work. I bet. I bet. You know, that. thank you so much for the introduction. You know, that's that's really cool because I think a lot of people have wondered, you know, I did even like, I mean, a podcast, you can live off of a podcast too. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking of that. But I just, I, I really think of like, you know, you said you, you want to do it. You, can, you, you do it like all the time and you just love it. What's your favorite part of doing this, of being a YouTuber? It's going to sound weird, but it's editing. I love- Are you kidding me? That's my I least know. favorite. I know that's what people keep telling me. They're like, why is that your, I don't know. It's just, I never thought I could do uh, editing or anything with computers and seeing my, I guess seeing the, how, when the video is finished and all the things that I put into it, it's just, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Like it's, that was never something that I thought I could do. Cause I'm more of a music background mm-hmm. and technical things. I'm horrible at it, but actually I'm a lot better than my husband. Sorry, husband. <laughs> and like, he used to be really good at cameras or taking pictures and stuff. I'm like surpassed him so much just because that's the thing that I did. Like I did that every day, but editing is my favorite one of my favorite things to do. I love it. It's just sitting there and like, okay, how am I going to put this together? What can I do to make this more appealing? How can I make this, how can I make the people who are learning how to bake understand this better? Wow. That's really, really cool. That's that literally like was a left fielder there for me. (laughs) I mean, my favorite part, I want to hire somebody to do my podcast. You know, my favorite part is the communicating and, and interacting with people and stuff like that. And I remember in your presentation, you mm-hmm. had said something very interesting is that when you first kind of like, maybe we can go back to like why you started it in the first place. But sure. I remember one of your objections was you're like, I don't want to be on camera. Right. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of how it started, but like with, along that, like you didn't want to be on camera thing and how, how are you so successful in not being on camera? You know? Yeah. I just didn't want to be on camera because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm shy. People say I'm not, but I guess I I was or I am. And I just didn't want to be in front of it and take the effort to to uh, look good for the camera because sitting in front of the camera, you have to like, um, you know, look pretty or handsome, however, you, you know, however you want to look at it. And I just didn't want that effort. And I didn't want to be public myself. My goal was to share others how to bake and share my experience. And if I could just share like really the details of when you put the sugar and the flour and the butter and see how it looks like, maybe that will help people rather than come face to me or like look at myself. But I understand that like having that relationship on video with me being in front does help. But my goal wasn't that. My goal was to share how to bake and as simple as possible and um, go straight to the point. 
because that's yeah. really how I am. Go straight to the point. Give me the facts. I'll do it. That's awesome. And you know, it's very interesting. I was looking through your videos and mm-hmm. I noticed that like 99.99999% of all your videos, like you're not even in it. Like your hands yeah. are in it, but you're in it. And of course you do a voiceover. But I noticed that later on in your videos, you started doing some Q&A and different things like that. I, what, like how long? You've been doing it for five years. Mm-hmm. Like how much success, kind of like almost like a metric, like how much success and how long did you do it before you even showed your face uh, uh, on camera? Um, actually, I think I showed my face like probably six months into it. It was a collaboration. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just show my face. Because originally my plan was to never show my face. But I also understand the connection of looking at people and seeing their face and the relationship that you form with that person. Cause that happens to me. Like, for example, there's a show that I watch on YouTube and I've been watching for five years and one of the girls is leaving and I'm so heartbroken <laughs> that she's leaving. I feel like as if I lost a friend. So like, and I'll give you another example. I haven't uploaded for a couple of months cause I just needed a break the holidays and a lot of my viewers were like Lainey where are you where are you and I felt so bad because I just needed a break I've been there for five years it's the longest break I have I've had and um so I understand that relationship and that's why I started going back or I started appearing on on my videos but I did it with collabs because it was more fun to be with people than by myself that's that's really really interesting so how long how how often did you normally post um no I did twice a week so the first seven months or five, maybe six months of starting, I did once a week. And then for like three years straight, I did twice a week. I One year, I never missed a week. And then the third year, I started to be more like, um, like I'm, I probably missed six weeks total of the year. But, and then my fourth year, I was a little bit not as, uh, punctual with releasing my videos and then my fifth year I was like okay it's been five years I just need a little break so breaks are important everybody <laughs> absolutely absolutely and the reason I, I'm asking you about this whole especially like you know you in the beginning that detail about you not wanting to be on camera in the beginning and that is because when I talk to people the point of empower good is for me to encourage people to take their talents public mm. to go out of your comfort zone and start sharing with the world around you things that you've learned mm-hmm. uh, that, that you know deep inside will be a blessing to somebody else right yeah. Not everyone, people say like, oh, that's easy though, Joel, because you're Joel and you're all happy and excited and enthusiastic and stuff. And many people don't know that I get nervous too. You know, I, I just, I just did a lot of public speaking. I was, I'd have forced myself to learn, you know, but I, I, I would have to say I'm an extrovert. I'm a natural person in communicating with people. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting because here we have somebody like you who mm-hmm. didn't want to be that, you know, that personality that didn't want to do it, but you still found success. What would you say to somebody uh, who might be in that, that situation. You know, they, they love reading, for example, and you know, they, don't, they don't feel like getting on there and just like talking about all the things that they learn reading, but maybe they could just you know, post quotes all the time or something. I don't know. What would you say to them? You know what? As long as uh, whatever you do, as long as you love it and you enjoy it, you'll find a way and people will see that. And I think that's what happened with me. Um, I didn't show my face, but it was my voice that compelled people to watch and continue watching um a lot of I would get a lot of emails a lot of emails saying thank you Lainey I really needed to see your videos um and just listening to you you're just so calming and you're so or and if I was excited for a video and it's like and I sounded excited in one of my videos they're like 
I just got really happy and really excited. You made my day feel better. And at first I used to think, I don't get it. I, how did I do that? Um, but I guess uh, that they were just having a really rough day and they just wanted to, you know, they saw my video and they're like, oh, I love baking. And they popped up, they pressed play and they're really encouraged by my voice. So if you're reading or if you're sharing, you know, just, you just got to do it. You may think like, oh, it's not going to be successful. But in this day of age, there's always somebody or a group of people who's into that niche or niche. Um, and it might not, you might not deem it successful, but to others, they might be like, oh, this person really means a lot to me. Yeah. And I, I think I'm reminding myself that too. <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, and I, there's been times, even just the other day, I, I post on, on Instagram all the time. And I was just like, man, you know, I'm just kind of like, ah, uh, this is, I, I'm getting tired, you know? Yeah. And, but I was like, oh, I was just hoping for some confirmation. And then somebody messaged me like, thank you so much for doing that. And many times the videos that I thought were like, or the posts that I thought were like lame, they're the ones that had the most traction. It's just really weird, you know? Uh, kind of how that works. But I wanted to touch on that real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mentioned that people message you and thank you. And they mm-hmm. thank you for, you know, I know that they're thankful for your voice, but like, how do you feel like you being a, you know, a YouTuber has like impacted the people? Because obviously you, you teach them how to bake and that's fun, uh, et cetera. And people thank you. Thank you for your soothing voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like, like how is you doing this been more than just an educational thing for people? but more of like you actually making a difference in people's lives. I think it just encouraged them to bake and look at the day brighter. That's what I, that's what I think. I'm, I don't know after that, like after they email me, um, what happens? Uh, I do, you know, sometimes I do follow up with an email if everything. Okay. And they're really happy that I responded, but I think it's just that, um, that, me answering them after they send me the email, they're like, Oh, this person does care because I do care. I sincerely care for other people and how they feel because maybe that one person just needed that affirmation or the encouragement. And so as much as possible, like I try to answer them and, you know, give them encouragement that they need. Um, I think, I think that's really awesome though, what you're doing by the answering them, because a lot of people, especially when they're become more successful, they seem to like, you see this with celebrities, they kind of ignore their people, uh, you know, or whatever. And so it's really cool that you actually sometimes take the time to message them back. I really try hard, like even for commenting, um, on YouTube or on my social media, I really try my best because these people are the ones that got me, got me where I am. It wasn't just because of, you know, yeah, I worked hard, but it was, these viewers, these followers who helped me get there. So as much as I can, I try to answer those emails, especially emails. If they email me and take the time um, or if they follow me and all over my social media and comment, I will respond as much as I can. I think that's really awesome. I, I really do. Cause I, that's something I've been trying to apply as well. Um, but when I'm, when I think about, you know, you doing the YouTube channel and stuff like that, you know, what opportunities has this, I remember in your story earlier, you know, what opportunities has you doing a YouTube channel supplied for you to do other things that you never dreamed that you would do, you know, opportunities. I know you were on a, like a judge one time, et cetera. Tell us about like just cool opportunities that you've seen to be able to interact with people. And even if it's not through the videos, but now that you are who you are, cause I think you have like seven, how many followers do you have now? Uh, where on YouTube? Oh, uh, I think I have two sixty thousand. Two sixty thousand. Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, even though you're you're successful on YouTube now, all of a sudden you're 
qualified to, to, to be around and talk to other people and interact with people you never would have. And you can be in a blessing in person as well. So yeah. tell us about those opportunities. It's amazing. Like I just, I never thought I would, what having a platform brought me to places and different and to meet different people. I never thought that could happen. Like I remember my brother was telling me like, we're just on YouTube who like what does that mean I'm like you don't understand it's a platform people recognize like oh she's successful she made the, she did this on her own um she did something that a lot of people couldn't do or is trying to do and you know people are curious one and number two is they want to you know um get you to meet people or you know etc so for me like I've gone to I don't have any experience like professionally in baking um, but I've judged competitions and cake That's competitions. That's so funny. It, it is like if we could show pictures, like I can, like I showed some pictures to my husband and I was like, look, I'm judging how this tastes and how this looks. And he looked at me and he's like, you don't even know what you're doing. And I'm like, well, if it tastes good, then of course they win. If it looks good, I can tell the difference. Like I took intro to baking, um, like, at Wilton classes. So I know the techniques. I understand like how difficult it is, but he just, you know, he was hating on me out of love, <laughs> but I agree with him. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's really YouTube is such a platform. So I got into like, I did this for like, I think three or four years. I was just judging cupcakes and cakes. And these were like the food network style of cakes, like competitions that you would see. And they're amazing. And I got to fly to so many different places. People would find me out. Um, for example, I flew out to this big headquarters um, in Chicago and they took care of everything because they wanted um, they wanted me to see their facility and to see what they're doing. And of course, I would share it on my social media. I mean, I didn't have to, but it was pretty cool. And only now like I'm actually really opening up into like Christian like to our Adventist community or Christian community about who I am so people now are learning like oh she's successful but I kept that totally separate so um but when I would go to YouTube I met so many different people it was just YouTube events or anything like with baking it would just be really awesome experience to meet like professional cooks and bakers and they'd be you know I'm trying to be as humble as I can but they would be impressed like oh you built your following on your own because it is a lot of work and I did it all by myself so it's just the experience I would never and the people I've met I've never I would never have been able to do that if I didn't have a YouTube channel to be honest yeah no really and I think that's I think that's really really cool how that's what that's my favorite thing so so far as well is the interaction with people, whether you're an extrovert or introvert, it doesn't really matter. Making lasting friendships, relationships, connections that'll of course benefit your own business or whatever you're trying to do, but also just meeting other people, um, you know, and then you can start working together on doing good things and, and to helping other people in any area, whether it's educating them on baking or empowering good or the podcast or whatever you're trying to do, meeting new people. That's been the, my favorite part as well. Yeah. So I want to ask you this question because a lot of people, it's kind of like, just like the word entrepreneur has become po- you know, uh, popular and you know, all that kind of stuff nowadays. And because of digital media, it really is open. Mar- it's an open market for anyone to get on. Now, you have been able to make it as your full-time like, job. Like, you don't have to do anything else because 
through uh, ads and sponsorships and, and um, you know, uh, what's it called? Yeah, you know, you, what, dang it, what is it called? Which one? Oh, sorry. Anyways, let me start that question over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called uh, affiliate programs. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So let me ask you this question. So nowadays, you know, people are striving to be, you know, everyone's, everyone wants to be a YouTuber. Everyone wants to be a blogger or a vlogger or whatever. So the question really is, should everyone become a YouTuber? Because you've been able to make it into a full-time job. Yeah. But should everyone be like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to become a YouTuber and like, I'm going to make a bunch of money. And you know, you've been able to do at least to make enough for an income. Um, what would you say to somebody that like, should everyone do it? Or like, can you do it as, you know, should it be a job or hobby? Like, what do you think? Well, first of all, I won't tell you to quit, quit your job because you won't start making money. Like, I think I didn't start making money for full time till like probably two years into it. Um, maybe two and a half. And, but I didn't quit my job. I, at that time I was working at a Christian bookstore and I was working part-time cause I was in school and doing YouTube. So I was like school part-time job. And then YouTube was a hobby, like just posting up my videos. And so for, yeah, don't quit your job. And if you can be committed to it, either for YouTube videos, podcasts, um, Facebook, uh, do it, whether it be sharing, um, inspirational posts, uh, like how-to videos or just like talking about your day vlogging, it's doable, but the platform is very saturated, especially YouTube. And it is harder to get found, but at the same time, it's possible. But you really, like, honestly, it's like who you know and um, how hard are you willing to work at it? So I would encourage people to do it. Just know that there is going to be a lot of work and you may not, and if you're thinking of getting money and, and, you know, getting rich, then it's with that insight, you're probably not going to, um, that's the wrong way to start it off. Yeah, exactly. What is in the first place? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's what happened with me. My goal wasn't to make money. I was just doing it for fun. And then eventually I was like, okay, if I can just make $1,000 a month, that would be great. And before you knew it, I started making that and it kept increasing and increasing. And I was like, wow, people could actually live off of this. So I honestly just didn't have high expectations. So I would tell person A, like, look, if you want to do it, do it. Like it's a great platform, not even to make money, but just to get whatever you need to share out there, out there because people will watch it. And It's just like, I love this platform. I'm so thankful. Like what, 30 years ago, the only way you can share your message was newspaper, TV. Now we have the internet where you can share your voice. Like I have a cooking show. I would never have thought that. And, or that could happen. And by the way, doing a cooking show 20, even like 10, 20, you know, 30 years ago, would have cost you millions and millions of dollars in production and crew and a network and, you know, that. Now, literally, if you got a camera and you know, you can do that, you know, exactly. And it's so easy. I remember I was watching, um, when I was like what 16 or 15, uh, the internet wasn't at it as it is today. And I wanted to, I was watching Food Network and I wanted to get the recipe. They went by the recipe so fast, and there was they didn't really have the internet like 
they didn't use that. So I would write it down really fast. And nowadays you could just look it up. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like I see it on TV. I'm like, I can sure I can look it up. And it's just changed so much. And it's just a great, great platform. I love the internet. I hope it will never shut down. <laughs> no, really. It, it's, it's opened up so many opportunities, both for yourself as a business to mm-hmm. share your passions, but also for those who just want to do it on the side. And something that I've kind of realized, because obviously I can't quit my job. I still need to make money, right? Um, it takes a while, like you said, several years for you. Mm-hmm. What's really cool is that nowadays you can actually do both. You know, yeah. you can try it. You know, I was just talking to my cousin on the phone the other day and she said, hey, should I take this volunteer um, internship? and do this for a year? Or should I go to school and become a journalist? And I'm like, well, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you would have to choose either or. Now you can be a volunteer and, you know, have your expenses taken care of, uh, be an intern. And then you can vlog, like not a vlog, but blog. You can become, you just become your own journalist and for a year and your messages on the internet will prove and the market will prove whether or not it's going to work or not. I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. And not only that, like for your cousin, um, having a platform already will help her get a job if she wants to to work for like a news company or or any of that. I've noticed that people in the online industry, sorry, Joel, the cough. <coughs> no, it's okay. Okay, do you want to repeat that question again? <laughs> oh uh, no, you can go ahead. Oh, okay. So um, just having that platform for her, having that will help her be able to blog because you said she wanted to blog right she wanted to become a, she's like should i go to journalist school or should i you know um do this internship and i say you should do the internship and and yeah. become journalist but not go to journalist school right away because then you can figure out if you like it you'll see if your yeah. messages even resonate with people on the internet and you can do both at the same time and that's what's so cool okay yeah yes yeah. sorry i thought you said something else okay yes <laughs> yeah so um it's, it's really, really cool how you can do both nowadays. And, uh, you know, you can try it out. And if it works and if, if there's traction in the market, whether it's on, on you know, Medium or, you know, Facebook, you know, posting, posting uh, blogs or if you're podcasting or if you're doing just Instagram stuff, people do their whole thing and just off on Instagram, right? Um, yeah. You know, the market will tell and you can, you can just try it out and, and whatnot. Yep. I have friends who live off of Instagram. Like for one post, it's like $30,000. That's how much they charge. That's minimum. Really? Yes. It's amazing. I was like, and at first I was like, what? I would doubtful, but I thought to myself, no, I know that's true because what happened to me? Um, I think I had, uh, I think I mentioned this in my last uh, interview, but, or like on Audiverse, I think I was working with a company and I only had what five, four or five K they paid me $200 just to show a picture of me <laughs> holding their brand, their product, which I already used. I was like, yeah, sure. I use that product $200 and I only had four or five K imagine these big Instagrammers that where they have like 200,000. If they one post, like imagine if each of their posts is sponsored, how wealthy they are which I know not every one of them sponsored, but it's, it's very doable. Yeah. I, I, I'm really just continually blown away by the, about how cool the market is now with just how open it is. And we've never been in a, a greater time in our history to share awesome things via the internet to the whole world. You know, somebody with their cell phone in America can be helping anybody anywhere like Europe, Australia, India, Africa, whatever. Like people, people can be blessed all over the world. And did you know that a lot of a lot of us now, people who are looking to buy things, they don't look to like stars to see what their reviews are. They look through influencers. They see what they say about that product before they buy it. 
So I do that before I buy anything. I go to my person that I go to, to watch, like, is this product good? And if she says it's good, I buy it. So you could tell where society is going. We don't look to, we, we look to reviews. We don't look to stars or what they say. We look for influencers or what they have to say for that product. Yeah, it's totally true. Totally true. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, since Empower Good is about learning and sharing, uh, taking the things that you know and being intentional about sharing them without, um, what is the most influential thing that someone has shared with you? It could be a quote or a recommended a book or whatever. And then how did that impact you to make a difference uh, around you? Um. Dude, I have so much in my head, like I want to share, but I'm trying to pick the one that I like the best. So it wasn't really a friend per se, but I remember listening to this on, um, on when I was first learning about YouTube, which is, oh man, I can't remember the phrase, but I'll do the second one. I always give choose a, choose a job or choose something you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. That's my favorite quote, um, and it is so true. And I remember first hearing that when I was a kid or when I was a teenager, and I was like, what is something that I enjoy doing? And I keep telling that to people. I'm like, look, pick something that you enjoy doing, and if you enjoy doing it, it won't be, it won't be work for you. And it's so true. At times, I get really stressed. Like Some of my stress is like I have a quick turnaround with sponsorships. Like They want, me, they want it done in two days, but I don't like get... I get stressed, but not to the point where I'm like, I hate it. It's like, okay, this is good. I love, I love this kind of stress. And it just, I'm so thankful at the end of the day when I shut down for the day or at least try to shut down. I'm like, I'm so thankful for this job. And, and I always show that to my friends. Like, you know, if you don't like what you're doing, you need to change it. And they keep telling me, well, I'm not in your position. I can't do that. I was like, you can do that. You just need to you know, change your mindset, like find the good things about your work and, you know, look elsewhere if you can't. And people still give me a hard time with it, but I'm like, look, I did it. If I could do, if I could learn all of this and I had nothing and I had no background in editing and video and camera, you could do it too. Absolutely. Wow. That's really, really powerful. Cause I found the same thing. I've mm-hmm. tried a lot of different jobs and I've enjoyed many of them, but I've really not enjoyed anything as much as what I'm doing right now. So yeah. you saying that confirms even for me. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. So finally, how can people get a hold of you? Um, you can find me on Simply Bakings YouTube. It's Simply Bakings on all over the platform. Okay. So just yeah. simplybakings.com, mm-hmm. Simply Bakings on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. And it was awesome chatting with you. I learned a lot. And oh, good. Yeah. And I know everyone else will as well. Wow, what an inspiring episode. I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time to listen. You know, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, as well as visit empowergood.org to get all the latest updates on episodes coming up and other exciting things that happen. Finally, I want to say a big thanks to the Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Joel, Jasmani, and Brian. You guys are awesome. We'll see you in the next episode and remember to empower good. Thank you.